Welcome back to the Frothcast, a podcast about. I was like, you're not real. Like you're my hero. All that stuff, and and it only took about an hour, and then after that, it was over because I was doing backflips too. And then I'm like, I'm in too. Give me backflips. I'm your host Hendo, and this is episode twenty. Fantasy surf nerds unite. This ep is filled with Margie's takeaways and Rotnest Island pre-game previews. Buckle up, let's go. Aloha and wasabi, my good friend. Welcome back to the Froth Cast. How you going? Good to know. This is episode 20, my friends. I can't believe I've made it this far in the podcast world. They say it takes about 20 to get good. So if I'm not good by now, uh, it's been a fun time, you know, but honestly, I can't thank all of you who have supported me on this journey. I've had a hell of a time making these episodes and I look forward to charging onward and upward. Thank you all so much from the bottom of my fart. Did y'all watch the Margaret River Pro? How'd you do in fantasy? I didn't fare too well either, my friend, even though I didn't get to watch as much of the event as I would have typically liked to, because, yeah, you know, life happens. I did really enjoy the bits I got to watch, so hats off again to the WSL crew and the NerdBot Lords, and the NerdBot Lords, for pulling off yet another epic event in the land down under. As we come close... To the end of the four-legged Oz tour. No, please don't end. I called up my favorite fantasy frothers, Taylor and Chad, once again to chat about all things Margaret River and Rotnest Island. Once again, lots of laughs to be had here, and this episode is extra special because it features a spicy new hit single I wrote and attempted to sing. The ballad is, of course, dedicated to one of my favorite surfers of all time, and I hope it brings a smile to your face and inspires him to come back with all cylinders firing once he's healed up. I've already said too much, so uh, you know what? Please just enjoy the show. Here we go! I'm right there with you all. I think we're all feeling it today. We've all had long days of surfing, golf, and uh, what this thing that they call work. We actually do have real jobs, but you know what? Ladies, gentlemen, froth, mert, everybody in the world, welcome back to the Frothcast Fantasy Froth Lords, brought to you by Red Robin. Uh, I mean, Round Robin or Red Robin. I had a friend in uh, Goleta once during 420 at Red Robin. The guy threw up into a cup. Disgusting. Anyways, I am joined by your favorite frothers, Chad Sauce and Taylor from Survival and Surf Heater. Aloha and Wasabi Taylor. Aloha, Hendo. I'm ripping happy hour at the claim jumper after this if you want to come. Oh my goodness. Sign me up. Party of none. And Chad Dog, my friend. Aloha and Wasabi. You. Wasabi and uh, wake me up when Margaret's River Pro ends. <laughs> Where are you? And I'm so sorry. Oh, gotta freaking love Blink 182 San Diego Ledge Dog Hometown Heroes. Love that one. <laughs> anyway, speaking of it's Green Day, that's Green me. Day, but oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, damn it, Gunther. we're already off. God to the Gunther, you are starting early and often. Oh, damn you, Gunther. Thanks a lot. Green Day, Billy Joel, we miss you. Laird, if you're listening, thanks for the cream. But you talked about Margaret River, and it came and went like Geppetto's ghost. Margaret Thatcher River Phoenix, as you like to call it, Mr. Nickname. Yes. First impressions, everybody. To be honest, I did not, for some reason, watch as much as I should have. Usually, I am Ethan Hawke and Gatica watching every single heat, every single heat tease every interview i gotta say the nerd cave killed it as always loved the edits but um for some reason i wasn't watching as obsessively as normal what about y'all i wasn't either honestly like i said wake me up when margaret river pro ends i i zoned out it was a steady de-escalation of my uh attention with the contest this year i don't know what it was i was very hopeful when John got that early 10, I was like, okay, here we go. This will be nice. 
And then it just kind of went to shit for me. I don't know why. I mean, it's just not that fun of a wave to watch if it's not. Uh, I don't know. It just felt like it's the same turn by every server, you know, three turns max per wave, it seemed like. And it wasn't too, I know it's a heavy wave, but it just, I don't know. It's not that fun to watch unless it's barreling. Right. And we only saw a couple Todd and Tanya Barrals out there. Only a few. Yeah. Yeah, I was into it. But every time I got the push notification from the nerd cave and whoever does that needs to put down the binger because it seems like it happens three hours after the contest starts. But every time I'm jumping on my phone, just hoping they're running at the box. And every time I saw main break, I was like, oh, like I'll watch this. But I really wanted to see some some people throwing it over the ledge at the box. Yeah, straight up. Me too. There was a lot of senders and we will get into the send it award and a couple other great segments. But before we jump into all of that, I just wanted to congratulate Chad for again, surviving Margaret River, but also most importantly, my friend over the weekend, you got engaged. Congratulations, Parabange. And you made the most glorious Instagram poem I have ever seen. I was at Fletcher Cove hungover as fuck. And I was like, dude, this is so sick. I started crying by myself on a bench. So congratulations, man. Romance ain't dead. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Hendo. Anything I can do to bring tears to your eyes, I am all in on. So, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, we, I did the damn thing. Stood there in a suit in a park. I mean, the poem is true to, to life. I, uh, I told her that I was running down the beach and then there was a plane carrying a really funny ad that she had to come see. And she had to wave at me from the little uh, overlook at I Street Park. I was not at the beach. I was in the bush behind her with flowers. And I uh, snuck up. To, it sounds creepy now that I'm saying it out loud. But I <laughs> snuck up to the bluff and I whistled. I went. Yeah, I gave her a little whistle and she turned around and there I was. I professed my love and dropped the knee. (laughs) It does sound creepy. I was hiding in a bush and I snuck up (laughs) behind her, (laughs) told her I loved her, put a ring on her. (laughs) Drop knee barrel and you got spit right out, my friend. And if you guys aren't following Chad on the old Insta, Go check out this freaking poem at C2HAD, my friend. Congratulations again. Thank you. And uh, yeah, congratulations on surviving the survival. We'll talk about <laughs> more importantly. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> right. We're here for fantasy, right? Who cares about love? Just kidding. I fucking love love and I love your love. Before we get into the survival gods, I just wanted to take a moment real quick and thank both of you guys. This is episode 20 of the Frothcast. And honestly, I could not have done this without you guys. You guys have really like encouraged me to continue to do this thing. I've had so much fun talking to you guys and geeking out on the surf nerd shit is always a great time. So here, here to you guys. Cheers to you, to Gunther, to the to the guests, to everybody listening. Thank you guys. Yee-hoo. Cheers. Cheers. Crack a coldie. Crack. Rip into it. And thank oh, you yeah. all to the Frothcast fam. Speaking of which... Shout out to Mr. Toolman, who won Margaret River Pro. I am still trying to search him down. He won in the Frothcast Fam League on the WSL site. You get a prize, dude. You get a freaking margarita pizza. You get a margarita. Take the poster. Or a River Phoenix poster. So Toolman, hit me up, my dude. And uh, congrats again to everybody and all that. Thank you all for listening. Now to the nitty gritty NerdBot City. Taylor, what do we have going on? How did the survival gods behave at Margaret River? So quick recap for all the new listeners. Survival League, you have to pick one surfer to advance past the round of 32. You can only pick uh, one surfer per year, and then you're done. The winner gets $1,000 and a panda surfboard. So the fourth event was Margaret River. And out of the original surviving survival league, there was only 50% left at the fourth event. So the wrath of the gods rained down fire on the survival league and 32% of the remaining league lost going into uh, rot nest. We only have 34% of the remaining league. Uh, most of that was due to Jack Robinson and a quarter of the survival league picked him and he lost in the round at 32. So that was a, uh, a coal of the century. Oh my goodness. Straight up stitch up shocker of a lifetime. And Chad somehow, mm. 
you survived. Mm-mm-mm. How did yes, you do I that? Did. Last time we had you on record saying, Coyote, don't call it a tummy, a belly. Play it, Gunther. <laughs> I'm going with Coyote belly. Coyote belly. <laughs> and then you uh, change your mind. Who'd you go with? Well, I don't like to mess with superstition, so I did change uh, my pick from what I said live on the air, and I went with none other than JJF, uh, John John Florence. I did say, though, what did I say? I said if it was going to be big, I was flirting with John John. Mm. So it was big. The reason for the change, I mean, it it's more of the same. Picking Kyle was just a bit too fancy. And Hendo, this ain't the fucking opera. <laughs> Kyle survived, though. Kyle did survive. Kyle did survive. I should have. And I was also thinking about, I mean, Felipe, I said on live on air the previous contest right and he survived i yeah. said kayo he survived i mean i probably should have gone with both of them and but I, you know what it, it turned out well for me because unfortunately john john is now out so i've already used him i've already survived right. with him yeah. selfishly i wish him a speedy recovery um i think he needs to change up his trainer his diet or something else i'm not sure because at the end of the day any great athlete, you got to stay on the court in the ocean. You got to play. So I don't know if I'm sensing something here. It might be a hot take. I think Ross Williams is going to get the boot soon. Oh, I don't know why. I just sense that. I don't think you can keep continuously getting hurt and not putting up results. It's something in his camp. I, maybe. Maybe that's unfair. Maybe I'm treating it too much like basketball team or like a sports team. But I think there's a shakeup in his camp coming soon. You can quote me on that one, Gunther. Let's hope a shake weight and not a shake up for Ross's sake. We love you, Brada Ross. We do. We do. Roscoe the Bosco. But in retrospect, you did make a good move because that could have been the last time. We don't know that you could have maybe picked John and where better to do it to advance past round 32 than Margaret River. I think that John and Ross and his camp maybe listen to this podcast because we were kind of, you know, poking him with a little stick last time, a little sail away vibes and all that. And he came mm -hmm. back with a vengeance like we wanted and got that freaking turkey 10, stuffed it like a Thanksgiving turkey, came out, did the, oh my God, Carissa Moore claim, and then a gaboozly off the lip. What did you guys think about that 10? I mean, I thought he had, I was going to ride that 10 all the way to the bank. Um, and let me clarify. I love Ross. I like Ross Williams. I Nothing against Ross. Maybe I'm just poking him, lighting a fire. I don't know what's going on. All I'm saying, I'm just talking about it. I'm just a talking right. head at this point. Okay. Um, I thought, it, I thought that was it. I thought that was a great sign. He was going all the way. How many people picked John in survival, Taylor? 41%. He was the most picked surfer besides, I believe, Slater at Pipeline with 25%. Damn. Pick Slater there, too. What about Felipe, your champ? Felipe had like one or two. He wasn't in the top five. The top five picks were John John at 41%, Jack Robinson at 25%, Jordy Smith at 15%, Italo at 4%, and Connor Coffin at 3%. Interesting. Okay. Connor with three. Wow. Yeah. And he he went out, too, right? Yeah. I mean, he didn't he didn't capitalize, and he came off that I mean, we're going to get into this a little bit, so maybe I'll save it. But yeah, he, he got eliminated round of 32. Okay. Well, while we're kind of hanging five with John still, I wanted to share something with you guys, as well as all the listeners out there. You know, I fuck around a lot on here. I tell a lot of jokes. I just wanted to take a moment to be super, super, super serious and play a song for you guys that I made for John. So stand by. I'm going to share my screen and Gunther's going to play it. Here we go. The world premiere. Hello, John's knee. I was wondering if after all these beers you'd like a sneak to go over the falls with me. The world is a dark and scary place. Without your surfing Hello John's knee I'm outside your window dreaming A 
of your next victory when you combo Kelly and Bede win a gold medal for America and then take the lead there's interference between us and we need you now Heal up John's knee before July One gold medal and one world title To tell you you're better than it locally game And you better not try another backflip again I said heal up John's knee before I cry my fantasy team sucks, now I know why! Without you, we just can't seem to go on. So heal up fast, get well soon, and say hi to your mom. Heal up, Johnsney. We need this. You need this. The world needs this. What the world needs now is John, sweet John. Heal up, champion. We miss you. Heal up. JJF, we need you, dog. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Too good. Oh, my God. Oh, right. my God. No shit, romance isn't dead. This is that sounded a hell of a lot like my proposal, man. Oh. <laughs> uh, that was incredible. That's, uh, that's, that's for you, John. John, we'll get that. We'll get that on Spotify for your pump up mix. John, you better come out <laughs> to when they announce you at the Olympics. You better come out to that song. Yeah, I'll put that out for all the frothers out there. But uh, that took me a decent amount of time. And uh, you know what? Dear John's Knee, I really hope you like that better than the uh, Stan Eminem remix I was working on, too. So, uh, <laughs> dear John's Knee, we want you back so bad. I mean, that's obvious. We miss you, dog. We really do, from the bottom of our hearts, wish you a speedy and safe recovery. Yes, that All was right. incredible. I can't believe the production value on that, the lyrics on that. I can't. That must have taken you some time. It needs to be turned into a musical. I think we should all do a music video. I like the part about comboing Kelly and Bede. Bede Durbage. I don't even know if he's in the Olympics, but there you go. You know what it reminded me a lot of? Have you seen the movie uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Yeah. Yes, it did. The Van Helsing? Die. This yes. Dracula musical with, <laughs> with Muppets at the end. I mean, so that was... Good. That reminded me a lot of that. We should, you should consider that. Where I'm like, you better not do a backflip ever again, John. But uh, <laughs> poor son of a bitch, man. Heal up, champ. Yeah. The Derrick Rose. Sorry to cut you off. He's like the Derrick Rose in the NBA. Like, that's got to affect your, your head. I feel horribly for the guy. I want him to get three really bad, three titles. And I want him to, like you said, like the song said, bring that, that medal home to the u.s yeah. has it ever been home to in the u.s no it has no home at the moment but right. we want it <laughs> bring it back to hawaii bring it back that would be phenomenal and because of him pulling out and dropping down the leaderboard is completely flip-flopped and felipe made his way up to third with gab sitting at first and italo at second that was a big takeaway for me with margaret river was like the one thing i did like at the end of the day was that we had some new people in the finals and it just wasn't predictable. Maybe that's why everybody's fantasy team suffered, myself including. I think I got 15th tool man running the house. Chad, you were looking pretty good for a while. And Taylor, uh, how'd you go on the WSL? <laughs> I set two surfers uh, and forgot to set the lineup. So killed it. You had a busy weekend with messing up your whole your alarm system, didn't Dude, you? I'm, I'm a survival man. I'm a survival man. <laughs> I don't play with dolls. <laughs> Devin Howard. <laughs> I loved hearing that. That was so funny. I'm like, is he talking about us? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so good. That was uh, a great shout out. Shout out to Spit Podcast. The boys. Well, Margaret River, you know, we did see some searing 
cutties. We did see some fantastic turns. I really love seeing that. Not as many errors, like we said, a couple Todd and Tanya Barals here and there. And not as many meltdown islands as we would have suspected, but I did notice one. I don't know if you guys did, but there was that heat with Jordy and Julian where it was kind of reminiscent of Jamie O'Brien and John John at that Pipe Pro back in the day, where basically John went, congratulated Jamie, and then, shit, a bomb comes out of nowhere, he gets it, gets the 10, and wins. However, the stakes were not that high this time. It was Jordy and Julian. Jordy shook Julian's hand, said, hey, lucka brew, you did it, congratulations. And then a set came, he needed a 3.67 or a 4. What did George do? Backside, Gabouche, one, two, three, got the score and claimed the living Shiza out of it. Didn't he like salute him out of there? <laughs> I, believe, I believe so. And that was another point that you guys touched on. We'll talk about claim city, claim jumper was huge. But Julian's response, first time I've actually seen a bit of emotion from him. He socked the living shit out of his board, Kolohe style. I don't know if you guys saw that, but that was kind of a little bit of a meltdown island for me. I love that. So you put him on. Is he on? So what does that mean? You're putting him on Meltdown Island? He is on the island with Kanoa because Kanoa kind of had another meltdown when he got that interference with McGillivray. I mean, that was just amateur hour. What the hell are you doing, Kanoa? But he didn't show it, which is good. Maybe he grew up a little bit and hurt us last time. Did you guys see any Meltdown Island contenders? I have one. It's actually, he's the Lord of the Meltdown Flies. It's who you just said. It's Kanoa, but it was kind of a reverse meltdown when he uh, had that absurd, outrageous claim against uh, who was he surfing against? McGilver. <laughs> it was McGilver. Mi- Mc- yeah, it was Matthew Matthew McConaughey McGilver. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just uh, what's Bill Murray plays this guy in Kingpin. What's his name? Munson. Munson. No, was no. It? Munson's Munson's. Uh, He's the face? main Munson character. Is, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. don't want to get Munson out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. No, it's uh, Big Ed McCracken. Big Ern McCracken. <laughs> yeah. Big Ern McCracken. He goes full comb over unhinged Big Ern McCracken out of nowhere. Just complete spazoid mania. So he is just climbing up the ladder or the the rocks to the very tip top of meltdown island he is still the king don't throw yourself off the meltdown uh cliff like tom hanks in castaway uh <laughs> wilson there you go julian wilson wilson canola uh, still sits at the top for me though did you see any tuna albacore melts taylor yeah i did i got a contender for meltdown island and gunther please cue the tribal drums thank you so Gabriel Medina in the round of 16 at the start was trying to do some weird positioning when he did not have priority and getting in front of Seth Moniz and just completely went over the falls with his hands going straight in the air like he's on Splash Mountain going for the cameras. (laughs) Like, I don't know what he was trying to do there. He was trying to get way too technical and that can sometimes be his downfall. He just, just needs to surf. Um, hire me as a coach. I'll, I'll fly out to Australia tomorrow. That was Meltdown Island, and he and he ended up losing that that heat. And uh, yeah, you can stop playing the tribal drums now. But that was uh, <laughs> definitely Meltdown Island. And let uh, let Gabby Gabby know that he can pick up his photo when he was uh, with his hands up in the uh, <laughs> the little <laughs> vendor down when, as he exits the ride. Exit the wallet, wallet sizes uh, wallet sizes are only three ninety nine. <laughs> Oh my God! Gabriel Medina is your Splash Mountain Meltdown Island champion. <laughs> Let's hear it, Gunther. I like marshmallows. Oh God, that was a good meltdown. I like that section. If you listeners out there have any Meltdown Island champions coming through the next events, send them our way because we're trying to make a few more segments. And you know what? Chad Dog did come up with one which I like if you're not so well-read as I am. I've read The Alchemist and a couple other Little Prince books and shit like that, but when I heard The Manturnian Candidate, I thought that was a movie with, like, Bob Seger or something, so I had to look it up. And I think it could be a good segment, The Manturian and The Womanturian, you know, man-turn, woman-turn of the event. Uh, I'm going to throw in Felipe and J-Flo with Steph. 
on my side. Did you guys see any crazy turns? And what is behind that segment, Chad? So what the man turning in Canada is, is it's uh, it's based on a book called The Man Churning in Canada. And it's about someone being brainwashed into becoming a assassin for the communist party. So if you become the man turning in candidate, you've been brainwashed and you are becoming an assassin unwittingly for the wave. Yeah. It's just a fucking man turn with a clever spin of a phrase. <laughs> I like I it. I don't think it works. I think you're just a, <laughs> I think you're just an effing assassin. You're brainwashed. You're, you're this, you turn so hard that you are, uh, you're pretty much brainwashing people. Yeah, you're kind of mesmerizing people with the spray and the way that you're throwing down when they have someone like Richie Lovett break it down in slow-mo. goes, pause it right there. Pause it right there. See that spray? Now give me $50,000. Boop. That's the Manchurian, woe Manchurian hypnotic effect. I was thinking um, J-Flow's 9.4. That was the heat up against Robbo, which... People are claiming might have been one of the best heats of the year so far. Barrel City and Turn City. J-Flow got a 9-4, comes up to the lip, does this crazy gaboosh, and then ends it with another one. Pretty high, but I absolutely loved his enthusiasm and the raw power. And then, in my opinion, Steph was throwing down some seared ahi, beautiful, stylish, yet aggressive turns i really liked her at margaret river i got a woman turning in uh candidate for you here tatiana weston webb i don't know if anybody saw in the quarterfinals this is actually like one of the uh main heats i was paying attention to live because i thought it was interesting if tyler wright was going to bounce back or not tatiana's 9.23 with those three just in the pocket turns and like a kind of a mini fist bump claim where I think Tyler Wright took off on the wave behind her, a lesser of a wave, and she did the gorilla bump claim. And mm. I just thought that Tatiana was just so in the arc. And the, the most underrated part about that was the drop of the wave. She It was a late drop. It was a big wave. She like It was just insane. So woman mm. turning in candidate for Tatiana. Yeah. And to add one more thing with, with Tatiana, I just can't get over it. And Gunther just slipped a note underneath get my a desk. Room. Gunther just left me a note that said they've had a total of six matchups, Tatiana versus Tyler Wright. Tyler Wright has won the last five, and that was Tatiana's first win at um, Margaret River. So I thought it was just, that's got to be your woman turning in candidate. Yeah, that's the woman turning in candidate. The man turning in candidate is all about brainwashing, and I was completely brainwashed by Felipe Toledo at this contest. (laughs) So that's the that's the man turning in candidate for on that side. I think, yeah, that was one of my biggest takeaways was that new fresh people in the finals. But then again, a point that we were talking about earlier was these claims where you're trying to claim for a three or a four. And uh, Spit has talked about this a lot. They had a post about it, really talking about Tyler, Kanoa and Jordy, where it's really interesting to think about. Do you even think those claims even help when it's trying to go for a three or four? Is there some kind of subconscious thing that'll tell the judges? If I was a judge, I'd be like, dude, like I would almost bump it down a few like decimals because of that. Claims should be reserved for holy nine and above. Yeah. It's like flopping or like in soccer, you know, when you're acting or it's like complaining to get the call in basketball. But uh, it was funny on that that Instagram post. I think like at two of the three after those claims, you hear like Taj and one of them go, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> then you hear like Luke Egan, I think, huh? not that good, <laughs> which I thought was classic. But it, claim it if it deserves it. Otherwise, you know, frig off. Yeah, I agree. If it's if it's a clutch wave in the in the buzzer beater and you really think you got the score. Like I can see that, but if it if you need a four, like on Jordy's wave, and he got a four with a couple backside turns, and he's just like, I, I get the excitement, but there's also like, act like you've done it before, and the judges might just be like, dude, give you the nod. But I had a question for you too, just personal surfing life. Have you ever claimed a wave? Do you regularly cl- claim waves? What does your claim look like? Um, I'll go first. I think 
I don't think I've claimed many waves in my life. Maybe I did it once in Waco because I knew my friend was filming and I was really tired and thirsty. So after I was like, get me a beer. Cause I was also kind of stoked that I was like at this wave pool. I got a small head dip and did like a little gaboozly. I was like, get me a beer. And it was just putting my hand up asking for a beer. I don't know if that's a claim or not, but otherwise I really cannot think of a wave where I claimed there. Maybe a friend was there and I just did like you or some shit. But honestly, I don't think I've claimed many waves in my life. The you know, uh, I think I've surfed a wave fairly okay the, by the way I pull out of it. So the more like stylish, or if I get a little airborne, like kind of like act like a dead seal, yeah. It's, so that's it's directly correlated to how well I think I've surfed the wave. This the more steezy I try to pull out of it. Right. Yeah. yeah, I've never done like a double fist pump claim for sure never done that and i'll never do that but if i never say never if i go to freaking somewhere and get shacked i'm claiming it but if i have a ton of speed coming off the end section and i'm snap one off the top and then go i'm headed towards the beach with a ton of speed i'll do a little chop hop which is kind of like a claim you know Mm -hmm. like and maybe try to throw a 180 into it too like that's my like quote unquote claim. And I kind of wish that that was part of the claiming culture of the WSL. Because like to me, if you come out with a bunch of speed towards the beach and you can pull off a super clean 180 and spin out of it, <laughs> like I would give you 0.25 for that. You're in total control. You are like, you know, it's just like, I got this and here's a little extra for you. That deserves a couple more points, not more points, fractional points. Yeah, I almost love frontside chop hops like Chippa Wilson does in the whitewater, yeah. which is pretty sick because that is hard. To your point, I have done that a few times. And I also, I think subconsciously, I like look at the beach to see if anybody saw <laughs> a good wave I had, which might kind of be a claim. You know, you look yeah. in and you're like, oh, did the homie see that? Or anyone on the beach drinking a beer? Like, oh, shit, did anyone see that? Yeah. And then you paddle back out. So that could be, but I like your little chop hop thing there. So. You always paddle a little differently after you think you've surfed a wave well too. Like you got that little extra little zip in your yep. in your pip. And how much does it zing and just jab you when you paddle up to your friends? You're like, hey, did you see that one? No, don't know what you're talking about. Uh, you're like, come on, even if you did. I stopped like, asking if you've seen that one a long, long time ago. And uh, well, we're always watching though. Our, everybody's <laughs> always watching. No, because I don't even want to know anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Well, if anyone saw any of our good waves, let us know if we should have claimed them. Email us. Yeah, give us an email. Um, All right. So last thoughts with Margaret River, and then we'll move on to Rot Nasty. Um, I also did think that it was interesting that both finalists, Felipe and Tati, are on San Diego-based Sharp Eye Surfboards. That's something interesting. An article Chris Benz wrote said about nine athletes on the tour are now riding Sharp Eyes. Interesting, you know, in the past we've seen a lot of CIs, a lot of DHDs in Australia, a couple JS, a couple Chili's like ADS, but um, I really like Stace Galbraith going in the post-heat interviews he does about boards and whatnot. It really, back to what we were talking about earlier, gets me engaged with what these athletes are writing because it makes a lot of difference as we see as they do better. Yeah, Stace is having a great rookie season on the beach with that microphone. My key takeaway is after three Australian events, we only have two Australians that are in the top 15. There's Ryan Callanan at, at number eight and Morgan Siblick at 11. Jack Robinson is sitting outside at 17th. Ethan Ewing's at 20th. Um, and actually, Julian Wilson's tied for 17th as well. But it's just like, you would think that, I mean, the state of Australian surfing is just not that great right now. It's that's my my main takeaway. It's it's crazy. There's six Brazilians in the top 15 right now. Oh, my God. You know what's interesting? I did read an article on Stab2 that is saying that the Australian government is going to fund junior surfers to travel to tour stops in order to inspire them to progress as Groms and get into the system. Because as we know it, Australians have been some of the most dominant surfers on the world tour for as long as we can remember. And they have such a strong competitive upbringing with their board riders, clubs, and all that situation that it is bizarre not to see too many of them in the top 10. 
very bizarre. And Gabriel Medina is actually doing something similar with his own money back in Brazil. He has this training center and it's like a school. They feed the kids. They train the kids. I think there's like, I don't know, 10 of them or 20 of them, but they're all training all day, eating, getting fed, getting surf coaching. It's like there, there might be, it's, it's just an arms race right now. Mm. It's the, like the youth program in the, like the football soccer leagues in Europe right, right. now. The Derek Zoolander school, pretty much the foundation for Derek Zoolander <laughs> breeding a bunch of Medinas. I mean, watch out. It's going to be crazy. His sister freaking rips too. I'm scared of her. She fucking kills it. It's actually called uh, the Gabriel Medina uh, school for kids who can't surf good. <laughs> they want to learn how to do other things good as well. <laughs> Damn, zing. There you go. <laughs> Only problem is I can't turn right. Like all us goofy footers, we hate going right. So uh, got to do so. I'm an MD turner. Gunther, play the clip. I'm not an MD turner. It's a problem I had since I was a baby. I can't turn left. Derek, that's nothing to be ashamed of. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who can't turn <laughs> All right. Thank you, Derek. Thank you, Gunther. Uh, do you have any last takeaways, Chad, from Margaret Thatcher River Phoenix Pro? Yeah. I mean, I think on this Australian leg and especially uh, Margaret River, uh, I'm surprised by the Southern California boys, which I know Kanoa is a resident of Meltdown Island and Japan, but he grew up in Huntington. So Griff and Kanoa, I mean, they've kind of been surfing well, especially Griffin Colapinto, who's kind of been on a little run. He got third in this last one. I mean, I, I'm looking. He seems like he's he's figured it out, the the competitive surfing formula for these these contests. So I was surprised. I'm still surprised by that. I think he's going to have a good rotness doing what little research I've done on rotness in the wave there. Strickas yeah. and Rodas, Rodas. Yeah, it's interesting that with John and Kolohe and Lakey, Three Americans sitting out. We got to have Connor and Griffin step up for the U.S. And then there we probably have Slate Dog onto Aina licking his lips, looking at Tokyo being like, uh, well, we'll see what happens because next in line is Kelly Slater and Seth Moniz after that for the Olympics. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we wish brother and John John to be in the Olympics. That would be fantastic. And then I don't think Lakey, Lakey might have been third in line, actually. Because it's Carissa and Caroline. Anyhow, we wish you the best. And now moving on to Rot Nasty. Don't know a whole lot about it, but thanks to Chris Bins for his article on Stab. We've learned a bit. I have been there myself personally. I went out one time with a couple mates. We stayed in Perth one night. They wanted to stay at a casino. Gamble. I don't really do that. So I had a couple schooners, you know, and I was chilling in the pool. We hopped on the ferry, got to Rottnest, took a couple of selfies with the Kawakas, went on our bikes, went around. I had no idea that there were waves on this island. It is very beautiful. There's no cars allowed, kind of like uh, that island in Brazil I dream of going to, Naranja, Fernando de Noronha. Similar vibes just outside of Perth. And I think what made those first two Australian events exciting for me was that we hadn't been there. So anything could happen because I don't know a whole lot about that. So I'm having that same kind of feeling about rottenness. I think I've seen Margaret River so many times and we've seen John John one so many times that I was like, all right, cool. Margs is a fantastic wave. Love West Oz. I love being there. But if I'm not there, it gets a little repetitive, shall we say? With this new event, we don't know what the hell is going to happen. What do you guys know about this event? I don't really know anything. Read like one article that it's kind of a rampy right, like maybe like one or two turns and then it ends with a little air section, which should be really fun. And then the left is a little bit more of a runner. And then Surfline saying that the start of the forecast, it's May 16th, Sunday over there in um, Australia. It should be overhead and offshore. So I don't know. I'm I'm excited, and I think it uh, levels the playing field of fantasy and survival if if people don't know about the the wave as much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and actually speaking on the right, I saw an edit with Harry Bryant where he would throw two backside snaps and then boost off that right a Italo air reverse style. So I do feel like that will come into play. And then the left, I've seen plenty of Todd barrels out there. So the winds are good. We could be seeing some barrels. 
could be interesting. I think the main event is at Strickland Bay, as far as I know. There are left or the right. The rumor has it that it's like a mini Margaret River. So there is the right section that we're talking about and then a whackable left that can sometimes barrel. And it looks like it can hold quite a bit. There are a few other breaks on the island. One of note is called the Rado Box, which I checked out on YouTube. It looks kind of like the box in Margaret River, like this crazy mutant slab where I saw guys towing in. I don't know the odds of them running there. I don't know the logistics of setting up at other venues. Maybe that's what happened with Margaret River. I also heard the winds were not too good for the box during Margaret River. So a lot of people wanted to see the box just as much as we did. But unfortunately, it's really hard to do with the Nerd Cave, setting up the wires, setting up the cameras, doing that with different events, especially going to somewhere far like North Point. So we'll see which waves that they actually end up going to. But as far as the wild cards are concerned, those have been the heat draws are out. And we see that Taj Brew is coming back, which is phenomenal. We got Kale Walsh, Liam O'Brien, Stuart Kennedy, Jacob Wilcox, and Victor Rebus on the men's side of things. I was just kidding about Victor. He's not. I wanted to see your guys' reaction. <laughs> I was going to say Hitsunome Batero, but I've done that one. And then on the uh, women's side, it is Mia McCarthy. What are you guys' thoughts on bringing Taj back? Love it. I love it. Let's keep let's keep this the uh, the momentum. I mean, he's not really momentum generation, but like, let's get Joel in one. Let's get uh, freaking Dingo in one. Let's just let's keep it going, dude. I need I need the nostalgia. I need one nostalgia surfer every comp for sure. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun, right? The Legends Tour. Keep it alive. Let him get in there. I can't I, wait till one of them makes a run though. Like at, in one of these contests. I totally agree. And before we signed on here, I was watching a 2006 Mundaka event. And just looking at the lineup of that year, it was gnarly. It was like AI, Bruce, Wardo, Corey Lopez, Mick, Joel. Gnarly freaking guys that we grew up worshiping. The tour was sick. So to bring them back is a very special treat. I am really looking forward to Taj coming back. He was also great on the broadcast. I've loved some of the call-ins they did with Paul Fisher. That was always fantastic. Uh, Kelly was on there. Obviously, he's still in Hawaii. Wish you were in Australia, mate. What the heck are you doing? Doing. We know what he's doing. <laughs> Saving himself for the Olympics. I think so. That seems to be the case, unfortunately. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Taj. And if you guys had to pick, as far as I know, for this event on the men's side, I think that only Ace, Julian, Jack Robinson, and Owen have been to Rado, as far as I know. I'm not too sure about the women's side. I can bet that maybe Bronte's been there since she lives very close by, but I'm not too sure. Do you guys have any inkling of who you might pick for your top two men, top two women? Chad, do you want me to really quickly read what Jake Patterson said, who's won several comps there about the wave? It'll take two seconds. Yeah. yeah. So the boys will make it look really good. It's a hard wave to surf well with a short, sharp right that comes at you and a left that goes away from you into a shallow reef. So it's tricky. Hmm. Didn't Ace, Ace Bucken, is, he's, didn't he win a couple junior titles there or something? Yeah. Yes. Don't they I believe so. Yeah. Is he, he's not, is he surfing? I think he's out with a back injury. No way. Really? Yeah. I think so. Oh shit. I did wonder why there are so many men wild cards. There's like six. Yeah. Of I them. think he's out in Jacob Wilcox. Is he from Western Oz? Yeah. Okay. If you watch the stab event that they did at North point, I mean, Jacob Wilcox is a crazy two pig. He is an awesome surfer. He did really well at that stab 100. So is he a dark horse then? I had him on my team for Margaret River, and I feel like he made it past round 32 and then got knocked out. It's tough with these wild cards. I mean, they could be the best surfers ever, but they're just not groomed with the tactics and what it takes to get to eights and advance in a heat. Let's face it. I mean, I loved Dane Reynolds, and I wanted him to succeed so bad. But some people just aren't really cut out for the mathematical side of like, all right, I got to sit on this person and do all this strategy and all that. Like, he's just like, I just want to rip. I just want to surf hard. So Jacob Wilcox is a little bit younger. He, he does. does How old is he? I'm not totally sure. Gunther? 23. Okay. Yeah. That okay. sounds about right. Thanks. Yeah. That does. Okay. Yeah. He's a young pup. Yeah. <laughs> 23. 
23. 23. Thank Gunther already said it, but that's great. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm excited that it's going to be high performance with a little bit punchier. It sounds like a little bit like shorter boards, some air sections. I mean, the Brazilians, I think, are going to do great, even though Gabby hasn't always done well in Western Australia. He He's had a good Australian leg, though, hasn't he? I mean, aside from this last loss to Seth Moniz, I think the two must-haves, I think Felipe is hot. He's a must-have, so he's definitely going on my sheet. And then another one, I'm picking Griffin Colapinto mm-hmm. because I, I think the same way. I'm a momentum guy, um, and I'll probably change both of those, but that's all good. Let's hear about your women, and then let's hear about your survival pick, too, because we got to get to that. Uh, okay, women. I'm going to go Steph Gilmore. I'm going to go uh, Bronte, who mm. has possibly some experience there. Maybe not. But mm-hmm. I, 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 like, I like those two. Mm-hmm. Two Australians. Yeah, and she had a great run at Marg's, too, just going down to Tati. So um, especially with what she went through, she um, was quite the sport. So our hearts go out to her and her fam and the West Oz community. But uh, I'm looking forward to her coming back and ripping again as well. Um, Taylor, let's hear some of your picks and then we'll get to your survival pick, Chad Dog. We got that's going to be the climax here because I know everyone like myself is waiting for that. Yeah, so I'm not going to be boring and uh, pick Gabriel Medina or Felipe or Italo. I was go- I actually wrote down and I agree with Chad. I think Griffin Coca Cola Pinto Bean is going to be uh, ripping on that right. And then I'm going with Taj for my second pick because we're about halfway through the season. The people in the top 10 are going to be stressed about not being in the top 10. The people who are looking at going back onto the QS are stressed. Tajborough is going to come out firing, not stressed. He doesn't really care. And sometimes he's, that's when you surf the best is when you're just like, whatever, I'm having fun. Mm, and there's two big points I want to talk about right there. One, Taj in Stab in the Dark ripping. was surfing really good for his age. He was totally ripping, wasn't doing as many airs as we would have expected, but he's trying a bunch of different boards. And two, you talked about the top 10. I'm learning a lot about incentives. And a lot of these athletes had a tough year last year. We saw what happened with surfing, a lot of contracts being vanished, you know, people dropping off. So right now, some of these athletes need to make a top 10 to show their sponsors midway through the year. Hey, like doing all right here. Here's a mark I can hit top 10, top five. So you know what? Taj not having that pressure and being the local could help him out in a massive way. Good points there. And now Chad dog, the moment everybody's been waiting for uh, survival. What is your mind, heart and body telling you? Well, I have a lot of feelings raging through through me right now. Some good, some bad, some a little funny. But my survival pick for <laughs> Rot Nest will be Gunther. Drum roll, please. It's gonna be Meltdown Island Lord Kanoa Iga Rashi. Wow. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> or am I just saying that? So I don't feel bad about who I'm actually going to pick. Right. I don't know. But I think, I think, I mean, if you look at it, Kanoa has advanced past the round of 32 in every contest. He mm-hmm. had that insane meltdown, big Ern McCracken display in the last contest. He's frustrated as all hell. This one's a little bit more high performance of a wave. It's a little bit punchier. He's going to get critical. So I, I'm going with Kanoa. I got to use him. And I got, I have to save some of these bigger names for these other waves. I still have Felipe. I still have Gabe. I still have Jordy. I've got Kanoa. I've got Griff. I've used Italo. I've used John John. That's all I can look at right now and say who I feel mildly comfortable. I'll, mm. I'll tell you this. This is going to be the one, the most important one uh, to get through for the Survivor League. Yeah. I think Uh, the gods um, will be pretty gnarly at this one. Yeah. I don't think anyone knows too much. I mean, say your prayers. Yeah. So I think this is the one 
you've got to get through. And I don't feel comfortable saying Kanoa at all. <laughs> so <laughs> it's tough. Do you guys want to have, uh, let me tell you who else I'm looking at? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I've got Jordy. So Jordy comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Nice backhand, rip the right. That's a possibility. At the forecast right now, it's looking like six to eight, but I mean, that can all change. Who knows? That's surfline, so we'll see. But Jordy was doing really well in the bigger waves. Yeah. So, I mean, the three that I'm looking at are Kanoa, Griff, uh, Stiffy Griffy Colapinti, and uh, Jordy Smith. I've said Kanoa on air. You guys know my track record. You know my pedigree. I'm highly skilled, blessed with talent, okay? I, but I don't always go with go by what I say on air. I don't know what it is. Call it superstition. Call it just a routine. I don't know. I've said Kanoa. Okay. Gunther, Donnie, market. And guys, this has been phenomenal. I think we will end with our last new segment, which is ask Gunther a question. We encourage all the listeners to gather up the courage to ask Gunther anything surf related, non-surf related. And uh, you know what? For an example, I'll kick this damn thing off. And I'm going to ask Gunther, how can you avoid the elasticity of your socks and boxers dying? I mean, if that's a pet peeve along with wet socks, I don't know what is. I fucking hate that when your socks get all too big and your boxers and the elasticity dies. It's annoying, you know? So if you guys got questions for Gunther, fire it up. I'm wishing... (laughs) Everybody, the best of luck in the Survival League. Same with the Frothcast fam on the WSL. And we'll be watching, maybe like Ethan Hawk, maybe like Ethan Ewing. Who knows? Any parting last words from you guys? I don't. I'm, uh, it was great talking to you guys. And uh, I'm fired up to see what the Rottenest Monster has in store for us. Love it. Gunther, if one wave on the world tour was a Justin Bieber song, which wave would it be and why? <laughs> Wake me up when Margaret River Poets. Uh, Blink-182, <laughs> send us out. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mahalos and good night, everybody. All right, my friend, that's it. That's all for this episode. Thanks again to Taylor and Chad. Make sure you follow them on Instagrizzler at surfival underscore league and at C2HAD. Make sure you check out Chad's latest poem. It is an absolutely legendary tearjerker. I also wanted to give a special shout out to Malia Manuel Malizla for absolutely charging the box in a free surf session and getting a few sick Tanya Barals. That was so rad. Good on ya. Congrats. I loved it. Lastly, on a more serious note, once again, my thoughts are with the Macaulay family and the greater WA community at large. Sending you all lots of love and my deepest condolences.